it is Sunday, that means that we are going to be talking about AEW Collision, also known as the Who's Feuding with CM Punk show. How you doing? I'm Warren Hayes. Welcome to the Mr. Warren Hayes show channel here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or the podcast as well. Uh, all available in audio on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify or Google or Amazon or there's a lot of them. I Heart Radio. Uh, I showed up there one day. Uh, wherever you decide to listen to the Mr. Warren Hayes show, I'm here. With the collision review, thank you all very much for uh, popping in and allow me, allowing me to regale you with some thoughts as we come off of another uh, edition of, of Collision. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube right now, if, if you don't mind me asking, reminding you to leave a like on the video, maybe subscribing if this is the first time you're here as well, that would be swell. And five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, five-star ratings on Spotify, all that stuff helps out tremendously to grow this uh, this thing here that I call the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. But listen, <laughs> Collision, you know, is starting... Look, I like Collision better than last week. You know, last week I, I, I thought it was a bit of a nothing burger. I thought that outside of the, uh, the all-in matches that were announced, like nothing really happened. Um, this week we got a little bit of everything. I thought we got some strong wrestling content couple of things got advanced but but the the main takeaway i i have this week after watching the august 12 edition of of collision you know just to make sure that we're we're okay with our dates here and you're like warren when, which collision are we talking about august 12 2023 the more i think about it the more i'm wondering how much there is cm punk to spread around <laughs> if that makes sense you know, because, you know, he, I feel like he's like he's feuding with everyone, with half of the roster. I know I'm exaggerating right now, but that's how it feels. And when I'm hearing about, when I'm hearing things about, you know, the Wembley show all in, not being super clear and people not having very distinct feuds going into uh, the, 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 the biggest, you know, potentially the biggest largest attended pro wrestling show in history and uh you know not having properly built matches for it and it it, it strikes me as weird whereas right now cm punk he's got you know he's got a, he's juggling a couple of things here he's got a, you know he's got a nice big basket full of uh, of of opponents and, and feuds you know he's got ricky starks he's got samoa joe you know, for a while, you know, was Jay White was teetering in that orbit as well, although it seems like that ship is sailing. You know, MJF, of course, you know, he's starting to, he's, we've talked about this over the past few weeks, you know, he's starting to, you know, uh, uh, you know, lay some seeds, plant some seeds. You don't lay seeds, Warren, you plant seeds. You know, they're just crumbs for now. Not even seeds, they're crumbs. It's a, a trail of breadcrumbs right now. And Hangman Page. But listen, everybody wants to feud with CM Punk. Look, I get it. I can understand why. Why would you not want to feud with CM Punk? He's, you know, top guy in the company. You know, uh, you're in immediately in a huge program where you're going to get TV time every week. And it's, you know, a near guaranteed elevation, I guess. But meanwhile, see, here's the thing is that... Me, 
despite the fact that I understand why you'd want to do it, in the meantime, there's a clear deficiency of other talents, you know, four other talents who don't have anything to do on both Collision and Dynamite, for that matter. And you're stacking up this dude with, I'm fighting with, I'm feuding with this guy and this guy and this, yeah, and, and like, I'm getting, you know, it's a little, it, it's a little exhausting. And, you know, I'm not the, uh, you know, I'm not the kind of, 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 of person who's going to sit here and not be interested in multiple layers of things. It doesn't bother me, really. You know, it's like, okay, well, he's got a few things going on. That in and about itself doesn't bother me. But when the when it's observable right now that you're heading into the biggest show of the uh, of the company's history, at the very least, and there are people on the roster who have nothing planned right now, nothing announced anyway, nothing secured, nothing being built to this show, and you've got CM Punk with who, you know, his cup overfloweth with feuds. I, I don't know what we're doing here. You know? So it, it strikes me a little odd this week. I don't know. And you know why it strikes me a little odd? Because, yet, yes, I saw the video, the post, uh, you know, the... the, the 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 base basically the you know the send the people go send the people home happy post match promo that they do once collision is done airing they they do this all the time you know they'll send some of the top people to do a raw raw speech and send send everyone home happy and in this case CM Punk called out Adam Page I saw oh shots fired at Adam Page I'm like okay that that's how it was presented to me he fired some shots at Adam Page. Oh, Jesus Christ, now what? But what is he talking about? He's talking about pushing merch. You know, going to going to stores and not seeing hangman and, and seeing hangman toys all over the place. Why aren't they selling out? You know, and he's talking about I'm a merch pusher. I sell toys. You know, is it, he sounds like a podcaster, not a pro wrestler. He sounds like the, the kind of shit that, the, you know, the verbiage that we use. He pushes merch. He sells toys. This, look, I it didn't upset me as far as, as much as I believed it would. But I still think it's ah, weird. But also, I think I see through this because this was a heel promo, okay? This was a heel promo. He wasn't taking shots at Hangman Page. He's just, he's continuing to develop this persona that he's been doing over the past couple of weeks. And I hope you're paying enough attention to see this happening where he's basically saying, yeah, I'm the top guy of the company. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm straight edge. I'm better than you. You know, this company needs me. I'm the real world champion, so on and so forth. This is all just playing into it. This is all him continuing that. So it's not as much shots at Adam Page. Of course, he could have picked any other fucking wrestler on the uh, uh, on the roster. But yeah, sure, he had to zero in on Adam Page. Where, as far as we know, none of the, you know, there's still tension. People, you know, they're not talking to each other as far as we know, right? So, of course, you know, there's, he knows what he's doing. This is not CM Punk's first 
dance in this arena in this in this art form that is pro wrestling or definitely not you know definitely not new to mixing um mixing the uh, uh, uh the meta into into stories right he's pushing buttons and 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 he he he, he was not he's pushing buttons he's doing the heel shtick because I don't know if you noticed when he came out during his match, not exactly a warm reception. Uh, wouldn't say it was overwhelmingly negative, but at the very least, a mixed reaction, heavy mixed reaction, uh, you know. Uh, and he did the same thing in Toronto at the collision show where I was there. He took shots, took shots at the Leafs. And in Toronto, I, I, I don't mind, I don't want to hear anyone tell you otherwise. That was not a mixed there was not a mixed reaction for CM Punk. There were pockets of diehards who had their t-shirts, who had the CM Punk letters up in the audience and it was the same thing like at Forbidden Door. But this was an anti-CM Punk crowd. He, this dude got booed and he enjoyed it. And it's the same thing here. When he starts smirking and looking around and, you know, doing the little mannerisms where it's like, oh, you guys hate me now, you know, kind of thing. Being smarmy about it. Rest assured... It's a little more than a mixed reaction what he's getting. So he did the same thing. So to me, again, it's a heel promo. He did the same thing in Toronto. He's doing the same thing in North Carolina, in, uh, uh, in Greensboro. Uh, so he, it's the same thing. He just He's just playing up to the crowd reaction because I can't tell you this enough. CM Punk wants to be a heel. All right? He wants to. That is what he wants to do moving forward in AEW. So I see this as a heel promo. I agree he could have picked anyone else on the roster. He could have, you know, he could have uh, challenged Riho. <laughs> and the number of, uh, you know, oh, I see a lot of Riho action figures. I see a lot of Matt Jackson action figures. Probably not a good idea to go after the Jacksons. Who's on, you know, uh, look, it doesn't matter. You, you know what I'm getting at. But I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you this. It's shit or get off the pot time, though, with 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 Paige. Like, this is the one thing that, I, I, you know, I, I, I've kind of reached a point where it's like, look, stop talking about it and do something. I, I will never not be enchanted at the thought that Hangman Adam Page, beloved pro wrestler, you know, beloved by all in, in, in the locker room, a, a stand-up guy, talented pro wrestler, hangman Adam Page, is living rent-free so hard in CM Punk's brain. He, you know, Page's biggest accomplishment in pro wrestling to this date, I believe, despite the fact, you know, that he was, a, I, I thought he was a great world's champion, fantastic tag team action with Omega, um, I think his greatest accomplishment was getting to CM Punk so hard. I think it's remarkable how that guy just lives rent-free in Punk's brain. Punk's, 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 there's not multiple Punk's, there's just one, thank God. He, but, the, see, the thing is that you can only take unreciprocated shots at Page for so long before it becomes legitimately tiresome. And for me, this is it. Like, this is the point where I'm like, 
All right, from this point on, I don't want to hear another fucking word about about Paige unless we've got something brewing, unless we have something to work towards because from this point on, for your boy Warren Hayes, it's just petty, it's nonsense, it's just continuously proving that, as I said, you've been gotten to, Phil. That's all. And and it's it's poor form and it is bad for the business. It's terrible because now we keep the we always have to focus on this nonsense instead of trying instead of this is the this is the shit that takes over the discourse then. But you can only take this so long. I mean, the guy's on the other show. He's on another show and he can't go on the show where CM Punk is because he doesn't feel invited. Doesn't feel like he can go. CM Punk is taking free shots. Meanwhile, the other guy is sticking to the format. What are we doing here? But if anything, look, if we want to put on our little tinfoil hats here for a second. If anything, I see this as another moment where things maybe seem to be thawing because why else would he do this? Like, you know, we couldn't. Why would he harp on this again if there is such bad blood still, right? Why can't he be the fucking adult in the room, right? But again, it's CM Punk, right? As we like to say here, it's not a question of if, but when, right? And the reason why I'm, you know, I have a, 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 I'm thinking this is because earlier this week, FTR had an interview with DAZN, (laughs) and I said I'm sorry it's just when you see it written and then you have to pronounce it it's really really funny all the time and Cash Wheeler had this to say about a six-man tag with FDR when they were asked with CMFDR quote it's hard to know with all the moving parts that are involved and I don't want to speak for anybody but I think wrestling is all about making the most money for yourselves and the company you work for And I think that everybody here agrees with that. The more time passes, the more likely I think it is that we are going to get there. But you never really know. And I don't want to say yes, but I hope so. Now, we know FTR and the Bucks have sorted things out. Christ, they're going to be, you know, they're going to do a a massive match at Wembley. That's fine. The outliers here is CM. The outlier here is CM Punk. And the, uh, from what I understand, is the Jacksons mostly. So is this just another sign that things are thawing out? That we're, that 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 we're just things are coming are 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 coming together. Finally, letting bygones be bygones. Let all the egos go aside, fall aside. Everyone got what they want. CM Punk has his show. The elite got their big contracts. Everyone's happy. Go lucky now, right? Everyone's everyone got what they wanted. Now we're you know we're 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 good to go again. So I would think that we're back on track. I think that the the more we hear the the punk camp talk about it about things you know probably maybe well the more i think that it's it's starting to feel possible or they could just be continuing what they've been doing and just like you know coming off as the good guys in the media and saying well look we're ready to talk we're ready to do it it's 
it's not up to us kind of thing. You know, that's also kind of what, you know, Cash is saying here. He's like, look, you know, I think, uh, you know, there, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for everybody. There's a lot of moving parts, but, you know, I hope so. I hope that they'll, that everyone will come together and do it. You know, I hope so. It's out of my hands, boys. You know who to talk to. You know, kind of thing. CM Punk's run, if you ask me, here in, in, in the year of our Lord 2023 is about make goods, right? He needs to drop the title to MJF like he was supposed to. And he needs to put Hangman over at this point. Like, if he's truly the changed man that he said he was when he made his grand return to professional wrestling uh, two years ago at this point, um, they, uh, he, uh, you know, if he truly is a changed man and wants to work with the people who will carry the business after he's done, well, this is kind of what he needs to do. He needs to start being a, stop being a big petulant child. I cannot wait for CM Punk to turn heel. I really cannot wait. I think it'll benefit everyone. Anyway, let's talk about the show. It happened on August 12th, Greensboro, North Carolina, in the historic Greensboro Coliseum. Did you know that that's the home of the Supercard? I'm joking, but you know, if they, you know, if they pushed as much the fact that the Greensboro Coliseum is the birthplace of the Supercard in pro wrestling as they as they would have Wembley being the biggest professional wrestling show ever. A setup of 5,445 places in the arena for 5,187 tickets distributed. That's a better than average uh, uh, venue gate for uh, for AEW. This, of course, is according to WrestleTix as of this morning on uh, August 13th. So not bad. Not bad. A good little, good little showing. The show started off with... Tony Schiavone interviewing Ricky Starks, who uh, comes to the ring. We got the whole recap of what happened uh, last week with the whooping and of uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And um, basically, because of those actions, Tony Schiavone informs Ricky Starks and us that uh, Starks has been suspended for 30 days from wrestling in AEW because... Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was acting as an official for AEW, and you can't do that. This is not New Japan Pro Wrestling, boys. Starks doesn't care, of course. This is there needs to be consequences for your actions. So he had to whoop Steamboat's ass, right? That was not necessarily his anyway. Uh, but uh, you know, he he's going to counteract this by getting a manager's license. Oh boy! What? He's going to get a manager's license. So, you know, he's still going to be around. I don't know. Did he did he get the proper approval from the athletic commissions? How does this work? How can I get a manager's license then? Can I just have that happen? Where where's the form? Is it an online PDF that I have to download and then you fill it in in Word or, you know, is it like a Google form? Because it feels like it's a Google form. 
He says blood is on CM Punk's hands, not his, for bringing Steamboat into this situation. And he says he's going to set the whole company on fire. He says this company, you know, that's always been bad with, you know, people like me. And I, uh, there we go. Last week, I was saying, isn't it nice now that everyone's talking about being happy to be in AEW? But no, there we go. Now we're back on track. There we go. A, a good old-fashioned AEW stalwart. People working here who are not happy, who don't like being there. There we go. Now, ah, back to normal. Good little fiery promo by um, by Ricky Starks. Continuing his CM Punk feud while CM Punk wrestles feuds with the world. The first match uh, that we get is the Acclaimed versus the Iron Savages, Boulder and Bronson. Um, yeah, formerly the uh, Bear Country guys, right? But they're 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 done with that. They're doing uh, they're doing something else. Uh, the Acclaimed come to the ring with Billy Gunn's boots. Bowens wants to scissor daddy ass, but he's not there. And, oh, sort of, oh. and uh, this is a fine little match. Not necessarily wrong with it. Um, some back and forth. Boulder does a combo sack of shit Samoan drop on the acclaimed. There's a heat segment on Caster. Caster drop kicks the savages off their shoulders. And double famousers get the win. See, because Billy Gunn's retired and we miss him. This, this is what we're, this is the story we're telling. We miss Billy Gunn. If you think he's actually retired, want to welcome you. I have some Global Force gold that I'd like to talk to you about. Bullet Club, speaking about gold, Bullet Club gold, hell of a segue, Warren, uh, is backstage and they're cutting a promo. Jay White says these four men are the most elite form of Bullet Club ever. <laughs> I wonder what this is brewing towards. The guns say that they're going to see the Young Bucks on Wednesday because they take offense to the fact that the Young Bucks say that they are the best brother tag team of all time, whereas the, it's apparently the guns. I don't know. Then we get uh, Diamante and Mercedes Martinez uh, defeating Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale in a fun little tag team match. I like this. I thought it was pretty good. I thought Diamante, you know when this was announced last week, I was a little um, apprehensive at uh, Diamante. I, I never thought she was the strongest wrestler they had on the roster. Um, but, and I know she's been working a lot in Ring of Honor and I, you know, outside of the pay-per-views, I do not watch um, I do not watch AEW, AEW Red and Black. Um, so I thought Diamante here looked much better than previous installments in which I've been privy to. I thought she looked very good, very convincing. Get a paradise lock in this match on top of that. Willow Nightingale lands a spine buster on Mercedes Martinez and Yurinagi's Diamante on top of a fallen Mercedes Martinez. Double sentons by the baby faces and Mercedes razors edges Diamante over the top rope to the floor, of course, on top of Statliner and Nightingale. And boy, I think the girls had to lean in a little bit to catch her because whoa, that was a scary one. Uh, Willow uh, lands uh, the pounce on, Mar on Mercedes, a fisherman's driver by Statlander, and the heels get the win when Diamante pushes on the back of Mercedes Martinez as she's. Attempting a pin, the ref doesn't see it. Boom, one, two, three. 
Willow Nightingale does the J-O-B. No, 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 it's not a J-O-B. But, you know, but there. So this is not done yet. Even, uh, you know, after the match, you have Mercedes screaming into the into the uh, the camera that she's coming after Statlander's title. So good little match. I enjoyed this. Everyone looked good. Thought everyone worked well. I enjoyed it. And we get Tony Storm being interviewed backstage with Lexi Nair. Tony Storm gets all insulted when Lexi asks her about losing the AEW Women's World Championship. And she's and Tony Storm is still very much in her Joan Crawford um, era. And she storms off. See, there's a pun right there. Tony storms off. She throws a shoe off camera. She throws a shoe at Lexi Nair, which got a big pop out of me. <laughs> Loved it. I thought, look, I'm enjoying this Tony Storm. What do you want from me? She's a fantastic pro wrestler, and and this this. Uh, uh, but what about me? You know, darling, I'm depressed. Yes, since losing the title. Like you know, it's like get me a glass of water. You know, that kind. Of, it's fantastic stuff. Then we get Samoa Joe squashing Andrew Everett. It's a nice little squish squash, even though even though the seven foot four Andrew Everett tried to do some aerial greatness, he lands on his feet after Joe nopes him, but Joe just immediately steamrolls him with the lariat. Like people cheered when Samoa Joe noped and he landed on his feet, but that was immediately terminated. Just got bulldozed. Kikina Clutch for the win. After the match, Joe's on the microphone. Says he issued a challenge last week. And all he hears is the deafening silence of a coward. Basically, he's telling us he's going to interfere in uh, the main event tonight. Um, that's what it was. What do you want from me? Christian Cage and Luchas... Christian Cage and Luchasaurus come to the ring. Good job, Warren. Uh, they get the uh, Cage gets the cheap crowd heat, saying he's at the biggest family reunion he's ever attended. And just in case, you know, he wanted to make sure. Just in case that 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 comment went over people's heads, he outright says that everyone here is related and they should stop slobbering over each other. Just, the, but I, I really enjoyed the. Biggest family reunion I've ever attended line. He talks about, you know, uh, everyone being second coming out of North Carolina. Jordan is, uh, Michael Jordan is, is, is second to LeBron James and Ric Flair is second to him. He talks about uh, Darby and how he'll never get a shot at the title. This brings out Arn Anderson and Brock Anderson who tries to get the crowd enthralled, but it's not working. Arn is having a complete night off, even though he's dropping the word horseman. Uh, and Cage is having a bit of an off night, too. Not going to lie. Uh, he, I, sometimes, most of the time, he's a lot more visceral than this. Everyone's having an, an off night. Leads to an impromptu match, which wasn't very good. Uh, I got nothing here. Match is getting trashed on Cage match. 3.04 out of 10. I, I don't know. I don't know what to... I, I got nothing. I have nothing. Uh, I think the segment started off strong, but it just uh, circled the drain. 
after the match, uh, Darby shows up to challenge Christian Cage for um, for uh, for a shot, of course, and uh, well, for for a match, I should say, should say next week on Collision. If I'm not mistaken, was it Collision Ram or Dynamite? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. We're getting we're we're gonna get Darby versus Christian Cage. Now you want to talk about Punk feuding with too many people? It's the same thing with Darby here. Darby's got a nice full slate-ish stuff to deal with here. Coffin matches and 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 you know barbaric attacks and so on and so forth. I don't know, man. I don't know. A little later, Tony Schiavone's in the ring to interview powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs says there's too many people have been distracting him lately. Time to write the next chapter in the book of Hobbs, which is about redemption. And to get redemption, he needs the Redeemer. So he calls out Miro. Aha, now we're connecting the dots as to the attack by QTV last week. And who comes out? Miro. But he gets blindsided by Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado. Is he back in the... Is he doing this now? Because he was away from... You know, when, when they disbanded the Nightmare Factory, he was sort of off doing his own thing. Now is he back in this... Is it a trap? It's a trap. Is it? Are we understanding that Hobbs is still sticking around the, the QTV people? If so, that's a absolute mistake. But Miro versus Hobbs is something I can get behind. If this is what we're going to start building for All Out, because they did say that uh, they, they were hinting, you know, with the QT Marshall... Marshall uh, segment that uh, he was going to get him a match at all in all out. Excuse me. I'm going to get those confused uh, that this was gonna, look. I, I, I think Hobbs should fly on his own. I don't think he's got nothing. He's got nothing here to offer QTV and QTV has nothing, nothing to offer here. I it's like Hobbs seems like one of these layups where you have him come in, bulldoze people, you get, you know, enhancement talent, local talent, uh, you get lower card people, you know, that that just bodies hanging around. You have him go through those week in, week out. Is he is he exclusive to collision? That's a shame because he should be doing both. I like this guy feels like a layup. He always felt like a layup. Because and I even think that did you see him? I'm sure you did, but did you know is is it me or is he leaner? He don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's smaller. He's jacked as fuck, I think is the word, I think is the exact scientific terminology. But I think he's getting leaner. He looks so good. He looks, you know what he like? He looks like an actual Masters of the Universe action figure from the 80s. That's what he looks like now. tremendous i i don't understand why we're insisting on you know throwing him in an obvious lower mid card act a match with miro i am absolutely what how can we not be excited about these two huge dudes just going at each other of course but as long as he's associated with qtv he's going to feel mid card he's going to feel lower mid card this stinks. I like. I, 
you, you, we need to get this we need to get everything get the 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 the, the stink of QTV off of him because when he was there and he was talking about oh the book is mine I thought about okay we're doing a hard cut here it's just like no I'm abandoning everything and we're never going to speak of this shit again but no that's not what we're getting So I guess he's still in cahoots with QT Marshall. I don't, I really don't care for it. I really don't. And then we, this takes us to our main event. The AEW world title, world trio title were on the line. House of Black successfully retained against CMFTR. And I thought this was a strong main event. And a great TV match to boot. I enjoyed this a lot. Punk, as we mentioned, gets a lot of mixed reactions from the crowd. There's a big pop when Malachi tags in. And we have him and Punk in a one-on-one and a face-to-face. Which tells me that there's potential in a big match here with these two. A singles match, of course. But, hey, let's clean Punk's slate first before... mm, before moving on to this stuff, let's let's move this stuff away first. Um, they do the sit-down spot, and then there's the West Side Story spot. It spills to the floor. Dax is cut off, eats a draping DDT. There's some Julia Hart interference, which allows uh, Buddy Matthews to crotch CM Punk on the top rope. Corner cannonball by Brody King. Matthews eats a, eats a GTS, but Punk can't cover him. Cash gets a... Great hot tag. Fantastic hot tag by Cash Wheeler, who dumps all of the House of Black on the floor, then dives onto all of them. We get a segment where everyone gets their shit in, which landing sing- signature moves. I always like that. I'm a bit of a, maybe it's a little routine, but I enjoy those. I'm not, I'm not fed up of them yet. Let's put it that way. Then there's a dive by CM Punk to the floor. And then the big finish where production misses when CM Punk grabs is grabbed by Samoa Joe, who is in the audience to choke him out, and then production misses the finish. That takes skill, my friends, to not only miss the big interference spot, which costs the match, but also the spot to end the match. Primo work. Well, and we saw the pin. Oh, yeah, no, we saw the moment Brody King, I believe, landing the lariat, right? Like the moment it connects, right? The Not even the moment, not even the moment it connects. The moment it has connected where, you know, the forearm connects with the, ch- with the, the chest meat. We're done. Like no wind up, nothing. That was a complete mess of a finish. What the hell? Now, listen, this company is on national television. It's on cable, distributed into millions of homes. They are about to renegotiate their deals for some big time monies. They need to get this production shit together. This is... This is low, low, low on the bar. And this, you know, we've had problems recently, more recently than not, you know, the 
the Ricky Starks hanging on to the ropes and all that stuff. We shouldn't be missing finishes like this, right? Almost happened on Dynamite this week. It was a fucking close call. I don't know who's calling the shots. I don't know who's producing the matches and not in the room. Like, I don't know how they're, how they're fixed up, but right now, they're kind of eating shit with the production. We're getting their fucking stories across. The big story here was CM Punk after the dive gets grabbed by, C- by, by Samoa Joe who's in the audience and he gets choked out. We should have seen that, but then when they finally realize, oh, we got to show that, they're showing that, they're showing Samoa Joe choking him out, but in the meantime, in the ring, the guys are setting up the finish and we see the moment where Dax gets laid out and oh, oh, we're done. Like, mm, pur, pur, pur. Wet firecracker. That's how. That's how. That's that's my wet firecracker sound. But I, I, but I like the match. <laughs> I, you know, I thought the match was. I I I I thought the match was very good, strong, well wrestled, good stuff, good good spots. But Jesus Christ, I'd like to enjoy the finish. Would have liked to enjoy this finish. So there you have it. It is a another edition of a, of of a uh, of the CM Punk of the Who's feuding with CM Punk show this week. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed. Like honestly, I like I said, I liked it better than last week. I thought it was a better show. Uh, I, I I thought it was a better show overall. Um, Mostly because I thought the, the the wrestling was more on point, uh, a few things happening, but you know nothing overwhelming. I like this. I like this week. A couple of weird decisions, but I still liked it. But I like you for taking the time to listen to the Mr. Warren Hayes show uh, stuff here. Whether it's the collision reviews, the dynamite reviews that I do on Thursdays, or the Mr. Warren Hayes show proper, which I record live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, or on, uh, and then released on demand on Wednesdays. Listen, I can't, I can't tell you how much I appreciate all of you being around to, uh, to support. So leave a like, subscribe if it's the first time you're here. I'd love to have you around and, uh, And we'll be talking again very soon. In fact, at the soonest, it's going to be on Tuesday for the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. Otherwise, I will be back on Thursday for another edition of the Dynamite Review. But wherever you decide to come back, I will see you next time.